The Phoenix Film Festival is rocking hard this year and making up for lost time due to the pandemic. And we, of Whiskey and Popcorn, are here to see the offerings. And of course, being based in Phoenix, this is our top pick for film festivals. And not just because it's local, the Phoenix Film Festival just does such an amazing job of bringing in high-caliber films from all over the world. We're also big fans of the festival being centrally located. So instead of having to go all the way across town to catch a movie, we could just walk down the hall at Harkins Scottsdale 101. Exactly. It's really nice to have everything in one spot, including the box office. So in this episode, we're recapping the first weekend of the festival with our favorites so far. And in case you missed it, check out our interview with the film's executive director, Jason Carney. All right, let's get started. I'm your host, Kaylee. And I'm, you know, that other host, Tuesday. This is Whiskey and Popcorn, the Phoenix Film Festival edition. Okay, so we want to highlight our two favorite movies so far. We'll start with mine first. Uh, and by far, it is the fabulous Filipino brothers. So in this film, we follow four real-life brothers, the Bosco brothers. You may recognize the director, Dante Bosco, who played Rufio in Hook, one of Tuesday's favorite childhood films, and actually one of mine as well. He also voiced Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender. Rufio! <laughs> and we see into the life of all four brothers in this fictional story, all going through different trials and tribulations in their lives as they prepare for a wedding. The reason why I liked this film is because it had this really wonderful sense of charm and comedy in it while all the brothers are in fact real life brothers. The story itself is not necessarily based on a true story, but it's based on all the stereotypes, I guess you could say, about Filipino American families. But it wasn't vicious. It wasn't negative, I would say. They kind of just leaned into the comedy aspect of this is this is what who we are and how we were raised. I just I was laughing so, so much during this film. I really just found it delightful. Yeah, I agree. It was also very high on my list for the first weekend. It was funny, much more on like the lighthearted side, but you also had this underlying story on culture. We obviously see this cultural divide between the elders and the brothers who were born and raised in the U.S. The, the boys don't speak Tagalog, they turned down volunteer opportunities at the Filipino Community Center where they actually grew up. They're really trying to separate themselves, whether they realize it or not. You can tell that the guys had to do a lot of assimilation to quote unquote belong in the U.S. But overall, absolutely fantastic film. I felt really connected to all four of the brothers by the end of the film. 
Absolutely. And the last thing I'll add on this film that I really enjoyed is that the story is actually told through the eyes of their sister, who we don't actually meet until the very end. And she says something to the effect of in Filipino families, like the boys are, you know, they get all the attention. They're the treasures, but it's the women of the family who get things done. And I was just like, yeah, snaps for you, woman. <laughs> so she comes in clutch, as they say. Yeah. And I think that that speaks to a lot of cultures. So um, very relatable. Uh, at the end of the day, I gave it four and a half shots. I am also giving it four and a half shots. I'm being a little bit conservative because we have one more weekend to go. So there might be something deserving of five shots or maybe the elusive double shot. Time will tell. I, I will revisit this rating once we finish off the festival. But so far, it is leading the pack for me. And for me, by far, my favorite film of the weekend was Sunday's centerpiece film, The Phantom of the Open. Before this film, I knew nothing of Maurice Flitcroft. He's a dreamer, a forever optimist, this humble crane operator from a small town, and he manages to gain entry into the British Open Championship Qualifier in 1976. This is literally despite never playing a round of golf ever in his life. He shot the worst round in Open history, and made many, many golfing elites quite angry, but in turn became this folk hero in the golfing community. Even better, he manages to sneak into the open several more times under different aliases and disguises over several years after. But more importantly, this film really showed his family and the world the importance of pursuing your dreams. This film, very much like the fabulous Filipino brothers, Phantom of the Open had me laughing almost constantly throughout the film. It was so sweet and I want to say innocent, but not in the way of like, you don't know anything of the world, but just nothing gets Maurice down. He, he was a child during World War II. He was like shipped off to Scotland. He had to work at blue collar jobs all his life. It, he had all these obstacles in his life, but none of them seemed to face him. And when it looks like he's going to be losing his job because of redundancies, he just decides to take up golf after seeing it on TV, which has a whopping three channels. So awesome for the day. <laughs> And I have to really point out that Mark Rylance, who plays Maurice Flitcroft, is just perfect. I mean, I like uh, Mark Rylance a lot. He's always good in what he does. But I don't know. This might be my favorite film that he's done because I just really like Maurice Flitcroft and his never-ending enthusiasm for life. Yeah, it's such a heartwarming underdog story. It was hilarious, fantastic casting, amazing character development, wonderful costuming, like 1970s is not always easy, and some really beautiful filming techniques that pay homage to 1970s era film style. By the end, all of us are rooting for Maurice Flitcroft, and, and that's what you want to have in that kind of underdog story. Everyone needs to have a little bit more of Maurice in their life. 100%. So how many shots are you pouring out for this one? I'm not holding back. This is my first five shots for the film festival. I still do think 
that there is a double shot out there. And I'm really hoping that we see it this weekend. But this one, the entire time, I just was thinking about how much I want to show my dad this film. <laughs> He's such a golf guy and he'll, he'll just love it. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a, And it's BBC produced, so it'll definitely be out in theaters more broadly later this year. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Again, I'm being a bit conservative. I have to wait and see what the next weekend holds for us. This one, I might be revisiting my rating as well. We shall see. But that was the fabulous Filipino Brothers and the Phantom of the Open. Two films that we just are in love with. All right, friends, don't forget to check out the Whiskey and Popcorn website for our reviews and scores on the other five films we checked out on the first weekend. That's whiskeyandpopcorn.org, mind you. And again, thanks so much to the Phoenix Film Festival crew and volunteers for all that they do. And shout out to Sienna Garve for their killer palomas we had in between films and letting us work on their patio. We'll have another episode out to you with our favorites from this upcoming and final weekend of the festival. Stay tuned. And as Roger Klein says, if your bottle's empty, help yourself to mine. Cheers. She's Tuesday and I'm Kaylee. Save some popcorn for us. Bye.